This time on No Not the Mind Probe, episode number 93, Artificial Hootelligence. Welcome to No Not the Mind Probe. Mm. That was a robot. Very good. I don't know why I pronounced that. That was a robot. That was a robot. That is much of a pronunciation. Had a robot done the intro to the show, they would have gotten the episode number right. It's episode number ninety-two. Oh, oh! You know, we need to get the AI in here and clean things up a little bit. We could we could power through the rest of these if we just let an LLM do it. What would we? I should. You know what? I I have access to. I folks. I have access. To chat GPT. What? Yeah. So <laughs> I should ask it. Please write the script for an episode of No, Not the Mind Probe, hosted by uh, a lifelong Doctor Who fan uh, and, a, and, and a and a Doctor Who neophyte, uh, and see what it would produce. If it and by the way, these are all than... scripted. We we yeah. perform these scripts <laughs> to the letter. It would be great to not have to write them and just have to perform it would, them. That'd right? be nice. Yeah. And then you know, and then even I mean, because the writing obviously. So for you know, behind the scenes, folks. Uh, of this podcast where we watch and rank the first 300 Doctor Who stories. Slip that in there. But behind the scenes, how it generally works is, you know, we do a week of scripting. Uh, and then we, we well, we story. Obviously, we start. We storyboard board, first. Yeah. Then a week well, of we gotta scripting. Break, we got to break the season first. So we got to just <laughs> right. figure out all the plot lines <laughs> that are going to happen <laughs> right. that season. Running season. Will there be love interests for us, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> uh, and then we do, uh, we storyboard. We do the scripting. Then there's those, rehearsals. Those always get vetoed by our husband and wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> <laughs> No, just us. And again, we don't know why. Consider, we can't even explain up. why just us. <laughs> but there it is. Um, and, and then there's rehearsals, extensive rehearsals, and and blocking. I mean, if you watch on YouTube, yeah. which is where you can watch this, the blocking is very challenging for this. But we get it done. It's a dynamic podcast. I mean, we yeah, just there's is. lots going on. And one of the dynamism uh, elements is uh, as as uh, uh, longtime listeners will note, uh, Paul, we just said we watch and rank the first 300 Doctor Who stories because right. at the last episode we made a major declaration, which is that. Porter, you know, and Paul has actually called this out in his communiques to us is that you've become a fan. Uh, yeah. He feels that you have slipped over into fandom. And so maybe maybe the central premise of this is now lost. It's now two <laughs> Doctor Who fans. So what's the point of listening anymore? Uh, and so, yes, we've decided that uh, this, this podcast will reach uh, the first, uh, the 300 Doctor Who stories will go to the power of the Doctor. Um, and at that point, uh, you're on your own. So uh, there's only so much we can do, people. We've done at that point. We're just going to turn the lights out and like <laughs> yeah. put our hat on, walk down a little It'll be the final episode of Cheers. Like, yeah. the, you know, like, sorry, we're closed. Well, and by the way, by the way, what, what the part of the impetus for that is the 60th anniversary episode that just came out. Right. We're not going to talk about. We're very excited. Yes. It was. I mean, it was it surprised me and it was right. good. And then there were also bad things, but also yeah. good things. But right. I want to talk about it. Right. And some things, definitely some classic Doctor Who things and definitely some things that just are brand new. And, and yeah, obviously very excited. But we don't want to uh, retroactively spoil that for anyone. <laughs> I guess is how that works. In fact, you might say it would be impossible for us to do <laughs> it would so. be But uh, one thing I will spoil is that my name is John Grant. Uh, and I am a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I've been watching it uh, for 39 years and show no signs of stopping. Uh, my name is Porter Mason John. 
asked me to watch Doctor Who for 27 years a few mm-hmm. years ago, I finally said yes. Each episode, we look at two stories. We are going through the newer series in order, and then John accesses a sommelier and pairs each newer story with a classic story. John, what do we have in store for this episode? All right. Well, we're talking about alien war machines. We're talking about robots. We're talking about computers that are out of control. A classic Doctor Who uh, theme. Uh, we've got Peter Capaldi, the 12th Doctor, and Clara. And a big a big turn from Danny Pink. Danny Pink. Checking in. You know, uh, 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 around uh, Coal Hill School, where the doctor has taken on the undercover role, um, as he's very proud of how undercover he is, uh, of the caretaker. And so I paired that with another present-day story uh, set with also uh, so the, the principal enemy and the caretaker is an alien war machine. And so that made it, made me think of... The War Machines, uh, a first Doctor uh, story, the uh, first Doctor, Dodo, uh, and introducing Ben and Polly. Uh, and uh, as we coming to the close of the first Doctor era. So, yeah, The War Machines. All right. We have The Caretaker. It is a series eight. Uh, and by the way, we're now going to be going back to seasons, right? Uh, that's what's rumored. So we I had, mean, we had seasons for the original Doctor Who. Yeah. And, and then they called I, I don't I don't. Uh, is there an actual difference? I just thought it was, you know, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, we call them chips and they call them crisps. I just thought it was seasons and series. Is I similar. thought so too, but, but the original Doctor Who, they do call them seasons. Yeah, and, yeah that's uh, true. And then the anyway, modern series. Mm. Right in. The, right into us and tell us what you think about Specifically series. Specifically, Russell T. Davis, if you're listening, right first in. of all, amazing. Great. Second of all, uh, explain yourself. well anyway we're still in the series on this podcast yeah uh, yeah, and we're in series eight this is episode six of the peter capaldi era this is uh, story number 247 of the 300 doctor who stories that we're going to be covering and it aired on the 27th of september 2014 uh we have clara we have we have uh peter capaldi and yes we have danny pink checking in as i don't know if he's sticking around certainly a, a companion i guess he hasn't traveled anywhere with the doctor but he's no. read into the doctor now he's, right. yeah, he's, he's yeah he's they yeah. brought him up to speed uh, he knows who the doctor is sort of so john has prepared a clip that i'm going to play for you it's right the kind now. of thing i do yes calvin i'm fine you carry on um every feeling of Displeasure against the form of so sharp. Can I help you, Mr. Smith? Wrong. I'm sorry? On the board. Wrong. Wrong. Oh, no, 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 no. No, you don't do this. You are the caretaker. This is not what you do. Just taking care. Not your area. Jane Austen wrote Pride and Prejudice in 1796. Uh, uh, this is Mr. Smith, the temporary caretaker, and he's a bit confused. Not in 1797, because you didn't have the time. She was so busy. Oh, what? And I suppose what she was your busy mate was she and you went on holidays together and then you got kidnapped by buggins from space and then you all formed a band and met Buddy Holly. No, I read the book. There's a bio at the back. Get down. <laughs> Boggins. Go. <clears throat> yeah. That's the caretaker, yeah. Boggins. Lots of fun comedy at the beginning because yes, the doctor says he's going undercover and basically he just shows up almost dressed exactly the same. <laughs> As a caretaker, which he takes great pride in because when, when Clara sort of calls him out on that, saying, like, you barely look different, he's like, yeah, but you guys are so stupid. Like, no one would yeah. even, <laughs> no one notices. And it's true. No one really is suspecting him as anything different, except one young student who I want to ask about. Yes, Courtney. Um, he also, he's also like, um, you know, he comes in and he's, yeah, not, in any, but then um, when she calls him out towards, at the end, she goes back and he goes, you recognize me, did you? <laughs> yes, of course I did. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that's fun. He walks into the school where Clara and Danny are. We also see a bit more of Clara and Danny at the beginning of the episode, seeing how they're dating and also how her, you know, moonlighting job, saving the universe with the doctor is really is is and isn't interfering with their dating. Like she's she's not letting it like they are still maintaining this relationship, but it's causing lots of like little weird things she has to kind of paper over because she hasn't told him about this right. other part of her life i thought it was it was a it was a funny montage at the beginning uh and i think you know shades of shades of amy and rory trying to live uh the double life but clearly i feel like stephen moffat while he's writing amy and rory like was like oh yeah wouldn't it be funny if one of them didn't know uh and then try and so like <laughs> clearly he's like i want to do that this time uh and so that's what he's got uh going on with this and, and yeah just nice little bits of like they're going out to dinner and she's like oh i just you know ate like I had, I'm full. I just had a huge feast or like, he's like, Oh, you're soaking wet because she yeah. it's like, so having fun with that, but also I think setting up a really interesting, interesting challenge for them, which is great. So I, I really liked seeing this and basically that aspect of this episode. And I realized how much we've talked about it on previous episodes of the podcast, but I, this brought home to me. I really enjoyed it. And I realized how much I really needed this from Clara. And yes, up until this point, I'm like, story. Yes. And then, but then it also uncovered another thing, which is, so what were all these other weird insights into her life, which seem completely disconnected now? Like she still seems a little not fully fleshed out. And thankfully, we're now getting this this Danny part of her life. But like in in a, just an odd way, she doesn't seem like a whole person. Like she seems like a very an invented character. And again, Jenna Coleman's great and, and lovely. It's just more the writing aspect of this of like they weirdly didn't seem to have thought through this companion that much in an <laughs> odd way, uh, even though she's been around for a season well, since, and a half. Uh, yeah, since, uh, since the middle of the last Matt Smith season. I mean, I think the problem that we talked about this a little bit, I think the problem is that you had to introduce her as a mystery. So you couldn't yes. give her a huge backstory when you started. Uh, and now he's been desperately trying to retrofit, you know, some kind of story to her. Uh, but you but can't. The, there's only so many sort gaps of you can fill. Because yeah. they've revealed these little pieces along the way and they don't really fit together. The magic trick isn't there. It's yeah. sort of like it would have been amazing. Yes, of course, they had to have her a bit of a mystery. And then she got really overshadowed by the changing of the guard of the doctor. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but we did see some more here. We got to see her with Danny. Danny's fun. The doctor does not like Danny because of this strange thing about soldiers, which we talked yeah. about before, <clears throat> that they try to introduce like out of whole cloth and be like, oh, of course, the doctor's always hated soldiers. We're like, mm-hmm. well, OK, I, I don't know. But he doesn't like him. He's very mean to him and dismissive of me. He was referring to him as the PE teacher. Yeah, PE. He's like, I teach math. <laughs> and uh, so we're, we're definitely, again, getting some more caustic doctor yep. with this. And he's there on a caper, but won't kind of tell Clara what's going on. Certainly won't tell Danny. But then they do finally find out. Anyway, he's here. Um, a war machine. <laughs> Not the scarab scorvlocks has been blammer. I don't know something. I don't know why it's there. It feels like it's like there accidentally or something. I think and that's then, right. It's lost there. It thinks it's yeah, on a mission something. or something. And yeah. And then it's like, well, since I'm here, I might as well like blow up Start the planet. Start killing people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. War machine got a war machine. And uh, so there, he's trying to stop it, and is like, I don't want your help. And then Clara, and eventually does like bring Danny into it. Uh, or, or sorry, Danny, she's still trying to hide it. Danny comes in during one moment where he's, uh, I guess he's fighting off the machine. Right. He's right? got to, she's put out these things. 
MacGuffins, see last episode, <laughs> uh, uh, to catch it. And then Danny has messed with a couple of them because he's suspicious of the caretaker. Uh, and then, yeah, the doctor's got it in a trap or thinks he's got it in a trap, but the trap doesn't work. And Danny comes in and interrupts him and sees the, you know, them, the doctor and Clara basically improvising uh, to, to, defeat right. this thing but only Claire tries to play it off as like we're rehearsing for a play which <laughs> <Yeah>. sort of <laughs> i thought that was sort of funny because it was that <laughs> she knows this is i don't know i, I thought that was well played <clears throat> and he I, then they have a couple good scenes of the doctor again is very anti-soldier <laughs> it's such a specifically weird because he's not saying like i don't like war so yeah i don't like soldiers it's just yeah very it's very thing. It, it anyway <laughs> but I think there is a good scene where uh, with Danny saying like, oh, I know what this guy is like. He wants to be in charge. He's like he's an officer like, right. He, you know, he thinks he's better than everyone knows plans. And and I, I really liked how he started just like sarcastically like saluting him and be like, oh, yes, sir. Well, we better do what you say, <laughs> sir. Oh, of course. I'm dismissed. Fair enough. And it clearly gets under the doctor's nerves in a great way. And so I like that because I liked that he was learned that he's this intergalactic space traveler but still he's like i still don't like you and i'm going to or, i mean i don't like the way you're treating me and i'm gonna give you crap yeah puts him figures out his space very quickly yeah yeah so that was cool so um and then that, that to me that was the that is the big thing of the episode then yes we go on there's war machine danny does some acrobatics which is just sort yeah, of very unconvincing flip it reminded me very much of if you remember uh I think it was Jurassic Park 3 where early on in the movie there's a there's a kid who I think it's someone's daughter oh, who yeah. goes away and, and like ends up on the trip and in the beginning they go through great lengths to say like she's a gymnast and you're like yeah. I don't know why you're telling me this so much it's like no that's because in the middle of the movie she's going to have to do she's presented suddenly with uneven bars and has to like <laughs> do a bar routine to get past the the Tyrannosaurus. That reminded me of that, but yeah, you know he does that, and then we oh, have a moment. Chekhov's uneven bars. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, and then they have a moment at the end where they we basically come to an understanding, um, and it's <clears throat> because the Doctor is sort of very silent and and has, stops getting snippy with Danny, mm. and and then Danny and Clara's like, "What's going on exactly here?" And he's like, "Because like he gets it now," and basically he's like, "I'm." What are the exact? They're good words. I don't know if you have this written down, but he says you'll you'll basically like he's there to help. Yeah, and he he's there to like almost like protect Clara. Right. Basically, yeah. As you long know. as you protect her. Uh. Yeah. It's a very fatherly. Uh. I think almost thing. Right. Oh, one more thing before I hand off. There's a cute thing earlier in the episode where uh he does suspect that Danny and Clara are dating. Uh, but yes. then, uh, but she's c- kind of not specific about it, and then. He sees her with kind of a foppish English professor who looks all the world like Matt Smith. Yes, has a bow tie and the floppy hair. <laughs> and the yes. doctor's like, okay, now I get what's going on. Sure. I totally approve of this. <laughs> wink, wink. And I thought that was, I, I liked that. So I thought some 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 clever stuff here. The war machine itself is just sort of thing. That is a MacGuffin. Is like, oh, yeah, we have this alien. It's going to destroy the world. Yeah. And uh, but it's really more about them developing this new dynamic, which I thought I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. Yeah. Yeah. This is by Gareth Roberts and Stephen Moffat. So Gareth Roberts wrote The Lodger and uh, Closing Time. So those are the, the ones where Matt Smith on present day Earth. So similar, similar vein uh, and kind of cool. Right. To see. All right. You know, Matt Smith, very successful, fits in weird, but fits in various. You know, everybody loves him and all that kind of stuff. And so what would the 12th Doctor look like? 
uh, in the same scenario, you know, a complete mess uh, in terms of his ability to fit in and stuff like that. I think Capaldi is really good here. Uh, again, we're getting his character down uh, and, you know, sort of figuring out how to make the sort of prickliness work. I don't like his the the sort of yeah, immediate dismissal of Danny and the insulting him as like it doesn't quite work because it does come off as mean. It's just like, oh, he can't be a it doesn't help that he's one of the only black actors that we're dealing with. It's like, oh, you can't be a math teacher. That's not great. And then, you know, that this immediate, oh, you're a soldier and I, I don't like you and all that. Again, it comes out of nowhere uh, for him. Is that ever explained? No, no, there's no the real thing? explanation for it as far as I can tell. I mean, Weird. it comes in at the end as to sort of his understanding of himself and he does come to kind of a revelation. But I don't know. It doesn't. I don't know if it ever really works for me. Yeah. And I like uh, uh, I thought. Danny's very good here. Um, I think his reactions to finding out about the doctor are great. I also I really like Clara's very is a nicely sort of grounded reaction too of Clara sort of being you know especially I guess it's it's also commentary in their double life is she's like whoa hey these are real people like these are students and like these are people I know here and like if they're in danger like it's like which is interesting right because like yeah if I'm on some alien world and it's you know fish people or whatever then whatever but you know (laughs) but like it's like whoa here these are actual people which is I don't know if if that's how it would really play out obviously I've never been kidnapped by an alien but it's an interesting it's an interesting uh, dynamic again reflecting that sort of idea of this double life which is going to definitely get developed not only in this season but in future seasons about sort of how she's reacting because yeah, definitely the storyline about sort of Danny's reaction to her and uh, uh, you know this leading the double life and the deceptions and all that kind of stuff uh, how that plays out yeah the robot is pretty underwhelming uh, you know as a character or whatever but yeah it's just moving the plot along and then I, I thought it was an interesting choice to we're six episodes into the season uh, to rip the bandaid off of, hey, I hang out with an alien time traveler, uh, right? Like it's, you know, you could you could see that being holding that arc till the end. Uh, or you could see even just playing with that a little bit more of like, ooh, what's going on? She's suspicious, creating this dramatic tension. Oh, so to you're them. saying extend the beginning of the episode. Yeah, like, right, <clears throat> right, yeah. That to Play that out over a few episodes of like, and then, you know, have have it sort of come to a head. So an interesting choice is to rip that Band-Aid off and be like, nope, let's just, let's just deal with that um, directly. And it definitely comes to a head. This one has, uh, and this brings up, you mentioned Courtney, the schoolgirl. She oh, travels yeah. with him at the end. Uh, she's also going to be in the next episode uh, in another the second time now that we've had the doctor wander off with school children, uh, which is a interesting. So, so does but she I, become I, a companion? Just one episode. Um, oh. I, you might see her again towards the end of the season as well. Um, but she's, I guess, recurring. But also the doctor has the great lines. One of uh, my favorite Peter Capaldi lines, which is um, he's having some conversation with her and he's basically like oh you humans live such short little lives you should be all running around in a constant state of panic (laughs) (laughs) it's a a very nice line uh but yeah it's um it's it's a solid it's a solid a solid story uh in general yeah well why don't we move on to our classic Mm. episode Mm -hmm. uh the war machines which is season three Mm -hmm. Story number ten of that season, but story number twenty-seven overall. It's still very, very much in the beginning very, there. Yeah. In fact, we're with the first Doctor, but getting to the very end of the first, uh, third to last of the. It's uh, and it's a four-parter, June twenty-fifth to July sixteenth, nineteen sixty-six. And as you mentioned, we enter with Dodo 
But we leave with Polly and Ben, mm-hmm. and Dodo very unceremoniously <laughs> leaves. But why don't we listen to the clip here of the War Machines? There is one special human brain that Votan needs. The task of leading this brain here to serve Votan will be an extremely delicate matter. It has been arranged. Someone is coming. The fourth member called here to receive orders. The doctor's secretary. What are my instructions? I think you would agree, Doctor Who is required. Yeah, yeah. This should be really the tagline for our, our <laughs> uh, podcast. Uh, this is famously the only time in the series that he is referred to as Doctor Who several times, repeatedly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they do it other times. No, they make a joke. They're sort of like Doctor Who. Uh, it's always like a it's always like a play on words. Well, that's so weird. Why did they do? Yeah, because they do it several times. Yeah, this is uh, and this is I think new producers kind of taking over here. Oh. Um, so maybe the misunderstanding about that. But yeah, um, uh, done several times. Oh. So um, Stephen Moffat, who loves to troll fans uh, on Twitter when he's allowed to be on Twitter, you know, he Stephen Moffat keeps saying he's like, look, can- canonically. His name is Doctor Who. It's Doctor Who in the credits. They refer to him as Doctor Who on screen. Like you can, you can try to argue any way you want. His name is Doctor Who. Uh, you know, if you wanted to go by what we've been told on screen, there's nothing to counteract that. And obviously, fans would be. Um, That's very funny. Sad that. Yeah. Mm. All right. So mm. we're in their modern day. Yeah, and uh, we're in London. London, near as you mentioned the Post Office Tower, which I guess is a landmark in London. Well, it's a hideously ugly building in Modern the middle building. of uh, that was yeah clearly it was built in the 60s and open you know really did open just um when this story was coming out and um it is when you see it now it just looks so and it's like it's like yeah this is what people in the 60s thought was going to be futuristic <laughs> it's <just laughs> so it just looks so ridiculous <laughs> that's funny but yes well uh and we meet a couple of professors, the uh, first actor in Dodo, and they meet a couple of professors and they're like, hey, we're going to very, hey, very prescient, very of our times. They're like, hey, we're going to turn on this computer that has a bunch of AI and, and mm-hmm. can figure stuff out for us and is more powerful than the human brain. <clears throat> what could go wrong? Let's turn it on quickly and connect it to all other major computers <laughs> across the world. Yeah, that would never happen today. <clears throat> Including the computers in the White House. It says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Vote and and, and Wotan. <laughs> no, but it's pronounced it's pronounced with the German. It's also Wotan. like Wotan. Wotan is very excited to attach to the computer, which is a W O T A N. It's short for Will Operating Thought Analog, which is 
a strange acronym Will, because Will it's not working. like it's not like Votan means anything. So why did you force this into an acronym? But it is sort of a weird, creepy name for it. So but I is guess. that is that also so maybe I'm missing? Is that uh, is is that the correct pronunciation? So if you saw a word, I would have said Wotan, right? I was Wotan. But all the characters pronounced Wotan, which is the German way you would right. say W, but none of the none characters of them are, are German. German. So, no. Okay. So I'm not, it's okay. I just, I didn't really, yeah, that just sort of fell into the background for me, but you're right. Mm. Yeah. It allows so, us to do our perfect German accents. So I always, so I always <laughs> enjoy doing accents. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and then we also meet, uh, the, one of the professor's secretary, a delightful young lady named Polly. Polly. Mm-hmm. Interesting. She seems to be getting a lot of lines. Mm. Let's Almost see. like they want us to like her. <laughs> mm. And so Dodo's along. And by the way, here's the thing. Dodo, look, Dodo's fine. Dodo's better than Susan. We can all agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> and Dodo is fine. Like, And so Dodo is sent to go with Polly. While you know, while the men talk, yeah, everybody like, they, they go to go a to club. the nightclub, yeah, the cool hip nightclub, the Inferno. <laughs> so Which is very busy at apparently five o'clock in the afternoon. Or <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> so anyway, so they're talking about. So they're they're talking about Voltan. And then, then we cut between that and the nightclub. And as you say, the early afternoon club, <laughs> the dusk club. <laughs> well, also, like, uh, the doctor, and this is pre-psychic paper. The doctor just barges into these places and they're like, yeah. oh, you're the doctor. Sure. Like, I mean, just no explanation as to how this random person who you know, blows up from nowhere, no credentials, nothing, is talking to ministers uh, and going to the, you know, and all this. It's like, okay. And then <laughs> I do love the scene where he's, He's let's test the computer's metal. And he's like, what's the square root of like some number? And then it's like prints that it like takes 20 minutes to print out a piece of paper. And he's like, mm, looks right. It's one of the most powerful computers ever made. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like he couldn't possibly solve this simple math equation. <laughs> well, okay. So once they turn on Voton and collect it, to connect it to the larger internet, essentially, um, it immediately begins hypnotizing everyone and putting them under their control. It's yeah. basically, I, I love this era of sci-fi because I love the black and white. The machines are so goofy looking and and like the robots and the just the machines are empowered, imbued with such incredible <coughs> powers. Like, how could it be hypnotizing them? It's just fascinating, <laughs> but it's hypnotizing them somehow. And so it hypnotizes <laughs> all the people in charge and immediately like sets the entire military industrial complex because it now has power over all of them to begin building what it's calling war machines over, over like overnight like it the, oh the yeah parts and stuff like within hours are being assembled it's like don't you have to make those <laughs> <laughs> no no suddenly the government contractors are like moving with light speed it's it's never been done in in history and it all has to do with Votan's hypnotism by the way cutting back to the club um polly's hanging out with dodo and then it's really sort of it's funny how they just wanted this to be the character, but they're just like, hey, by the way, that sailor you met before, uh, he's still here and he's still grumping around. And she's like, all right, I'll go talk to him. So it's just funny that Ben and Polly are done this way where it's like they clearly have this clear idea that, well, well we want this sailor and we want this kind of personality. We don't want him to know Polly, really. They, they're they just kind of met, <laughs> but they get on. But like, you know, and uh, so, yeah, that's Ben. We meet Ben yeah. in the club. 
And then they talk for like two seconds and lose Dodo because <laughs> Votan. I don't know when did Votan <clears throat> hypnotize her. He calls like, her. They because Votan can use the phone and he they call her and he it's like some sort of signal. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Anyway. Like they, and she comes back. Yeah. So um, the doctors they're trying to figure that out. He's almost possessed by Votan, but he's yeah, he's too strong. Stinks. But uh, Dodo uh, lets him know about the war machines. The war machines look like crude Daleks. They look like square like Daleks built out of Legos or something. It's kind of yeah. It was thought that they might be really take off <laughs> like the Daleks. Like, like they were like, ah, this is the next big thing, everybody. And I enjoy how they only can destroy cardboard boxes. Like they they really they <laughs> smash through empty cardboard boxes. That is their primary power. But if you put like rope around them, then they can't <laughs> get past that, right? Because the Doctor Marshall's Ben and some others and, and get some rope. And I should say, in this whole time, we do meet Ben and Polly. And yeah, they're very personable. Like, they're very likable, I, I think. Yeah, they're fun. They're uh, And, uh, you know, I like the slight dynamic of, like, you know, Ben is the was sort of you know, a working class sailor guy and she's and he calls her duchess. And, like, you get that dynamic of why of, of, of their back and forth. You know, it's kind of interesting. It's like, where where are they I, I obviously she had seen him before uh, or they'd met before at the club and you're just kind of like did they did they sleep together the night before and now she's like, like oh uh, right they, and they have a little I know something like, going on they're interested in each other but they're also kind of like hey we're not sure but maybe right we're let's yeah, see we're vibing know. we're vibing anyway so so yeah they figure out this <laughs> plan to lure some of the war machines then i then uh, and they they disable one or two of them and then i love their they cut to the the pub in the also in the middle of the day though that's very believable in, mm-hmm. in england people are just at the pub at any hour it's just sort of a meeting place because there was like old women and men talking and the news comes on about the war machines and so <laughs> what i like about that scene is that they they com- communicate through the news they're saying by the way, you know, some of the war machines have been defeated. There's still others out there. <clears throat> Everyone is just at the, the apparently this is a worldwide emergency, but like everyone's just kind of like talking about whatever. They're like, yeah, look, oh, they got a couple of the war machines. That's <laughs> nice. Anyway, back to this conversation <laughs> that we're having. And I really enjoyed it. Not because it's not at all unbelievable. That could be what, what would happen. But I just I love that they felt the need to cut to it. The idea that this is worldwide news, but also that people kind of are really reacting to it <laughs> with much urgency. Well, yeah, whatever. So things. Gonna anyway, happen. they trap players. Going to hate. Yeah. In uh, I, I'm sorry. The ropes are actually an electromagnetic mm, force field. Yeah, I'm class. sorry. They yep. they look yeah. for all the world to me like ropes, mm. but okay. Mm, there's more going on there. So you know, a couple people die, but not most of them, and then <laughs> so. We we get back together and then the doctor kind of Wotan is destroyed and yeah. he before before he can give the final order and uh, they get returned to normal. So the doctor's just waiting at the TARDIS and then Ben and Polly show up and say like, oh, you know, Dodo's just going to stay in London. She's poochie. She didn't want to show up to tell you. Yeah, they poochie Dodo. She's like, she called. She's not going to come back. And I'm like, oh, OK, Dodo called and said goodbye. And that, <laughs> it was disappointing because like. I like Dodo fine. I think this was a good this as a kind of handoff episode between 
one companion to the next. I thought it was a good episode for Dodo got to do stuff in this episode. Yeah, although she's she's gone by episode two. Like she's basically written out after they. Oh, that's true. Yeah, she's like they. She's like, oh, she she. I mean, it's even worse. Like she went to a farm upstate to recover. <laughs> just like is she is she dead? <laughs> so oh, yeah. she's that's poochied. unfortunate. I just love. I have to go back to my planet now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then. And then definitely a surprise that Ben and Polly just hop in. <laughs> yeah. So what the, the next story is the smugglers. The smugglers. We've listened to that one. That was the one we listened the pirates. to. It. Yeah, it was an audio only where the, they were in the pirates. I'd, I'd like oh. to go back and watch the beginning of that because, like, how does the doctor. T- First of all, is the TARDIS not locked? Like, <laughs> no, they have a key. Uh, I think somehow. Dodo gave. At some point earlier, Ben got a key for either from the doctor or Dodo. And uh, so they, uh, I think they go tell the doctor that uh, Dodo's not coming back. Uh, and he's like, oh, okay. Uh, and then he leaves. Uh, and then they turn around and Ben's like, oh, I've got his key. Uh, and then they turn right. around and they use the key to go inside. Uh, and that's, yeah, sort of that accidental. That, that it made me think of Arrested Development that the TARDIS got some hop-ons. You got to watch yeah. out for the hop-ons <laughs> in the TARDIS. <laughs> But uh, did, does he is he upset? I, I just don't remember that episode. Does he's bemused? He's just kind of like because remember they don't. So let's see the beginning of smugglers. They don't believe. They have that weird thing where they they're like they then open the doors and they're on a beach in Cornwall and they're like, all right, well that's just about plausible, but I don't think we've traveled in time. Let's <laughs> you know we could instantly transport to Cornwall, but not travel in time. So yeah, this sort of he's got this sort of bemused. Uh, attitude towards them the whole time which is like all right you it's sort of like, you know oh you funny young people i think he keeps referring right, to those right. young people he's like ah you funny young people yeah this is uh by uh ian stewart black who wrote a bunch of um he wrote a bunch of episodes of the avengers and things like that so also a sort of sci-fi modern stuff uh or present day kind of stuff or, or near future stuff You've got you've got the Dodo badly written out. I think uh, this is a, the producers. Basically, it was new producers coming in, taking the show in a direction. They knew Hartnell was being written out uh, and they basically kind of fired um, uh, uh, Dodo uh, and uh, were like, yeah, we're not going to pick up your contract again. She really the actress. I'm blanking her name. She became an agent, uh, actually, and, and represented some of other people was um, Dodo is Jackie Lane. Jackie Lane. That's it. Very reluctant to uh, to do much. Uh, she did a couple interviews, never really did too many conventions and stuff like that. She passed away not long ago. And uh, yeah, people were always a little, they're like, oh, people actually liked her. She had, she just never got a great shake. She, she her writing, her characters all over the place. Uh, we've seen her in The Gunfighter. She's great in that. We've seen her in Celestial Toymaker of the Ark. I think we've actually seen almost all of her stories at this point. I didn't see The Savages. I don't I don't remember yeah, that Savages one. is, uh, uh, that's the last Steven. Yeah, that's an audio one. We haven't gotten to that one yet. But, but yeah, yeah Celestial Toymaker, The Ark, yeah, we saw. Yeah, we've seen them all. So yeah, she just never really, uh, never really got a, a great, a great shake. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, uh, this is not. Uh, this is. I will say this is. And we'll talk about this in themes a little bit. Oddly jarring to see the first Doctor in the present day. Uh, I, I mean, this definitely feels like a template for like you know some of the Patrick Troughton stories and Unit stories. Like this is clearly a template for the Unit stuff, right? He immediately connects with yeah. the authorities and is involved. Uh, and working with the military and stuff like that. Uh, and But it's weird to me anyway. It's very jarring to see the first doctor in this scenario, right? Like he's, you know, this is 
I can't think of, I'm trying to think, I'm not sure if there's another story where he's in present day, except, you know, the beginning of The Unearthly Child when he picks up Barbara and Ian. He's never really in present day London, you know, certainly with the frequency that the doctor comes back now. <laughs> um, right. And so uh, it's weird. It just has a weird, like, uh, uh, and, and they play with that a little. I, I love uh, William Hartnell in the in the nightclub, you know, with the, you know, all the conditions. <laughs> and at one point, so the woman's like, yeah, the woman's like, oh, yeah, she, they thought he was a DJ. They're like, oh, he looks like that DJ. Like, like, oh, I love your fab gear. <laughs> He's just like, what? Yes, fab gear. But yeah, definitely, a, definitely an interesting shows you at the end of an era that they could do something completely new. Themes. <laughs> what are they good for? Absolutely nothing. Snap. No, they are good, good for a lot of things. Yeah, for a lot of things. Uh, and mm, we are yeah. here in so the repeating themes. Your, your theme protest song. It, it, it lost steam uh. real quick. <laughs> Uh, we are adherent to the repeating themes here. Uh, known on the Mind Probe, we like to look at ideas and, and thoughts that are form the spine and the mm. backbone and the interstitial fluid of our universe as well as Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. John, what what did you want to discuss with these episodes? Let's talk about present day set stories. Uh, um, you know, you've got and and how they work in, in maybe in sci fi. Um, so you've got, you know, you've got three stories you can tell. You can tell your your historical stories. I know that's a lot of what Dr. started. So you go back in time on, uh, you know, some usually some very recognizable era, right? Something that we, you know, uh, uh, sort of the Aztecs, the uh, Marco Polo, the Romans, that kind of thing. Uh, and never, you know, always, usually always something recognizable, never like, let's go to 1978, like some some (laughs) distinctive, then you got future, future stories, like, let's go to some alien world, let's go to flying cars and the Jetsons, you know, world and stuff like that. And yeah, then you have present day stories, stories set in contemporary uh, times with the, uh, which is, you could, you know, there's some argument is are the unit stories of the third doctor era and stuff like that are they contemporary or are they actually slightly in the future it's not always clear you know the politics and something like that seems to be slightly in the future like for example um europe's extensive space program on mars and <laughs> like that seem, uh, but then other times it's like yeah that was pretty much pretty much happening today uh but certainly modern who and, and, you know, the war machines too, set clearly in, you know, um, using some sort of historical, you know, marker of you know, famous people, technological developments, whatever, to clearly ground it as this is happening today. This is happening right now. You know, if you were in London, you could see this as you're watching this. Um, so interesting. Do these stories work in Doctor Who or, or, or are they, you know, are they relatable? Is why, why Why the appeal of a present day story? Because it seems like, one issue is they date very quickly, right? You know, as soon as, especially anything like, a, so a recent one would be the Bells of St. John, the one with, with the Wi-Fi was kidnapping people and oh, stuff like yeah. that. Like, you know, the technology, right. they're already, you know, sort of gone, sort of dated already. So they date very quickly. But I don't know, but the other thing is sort of like, I don't know, does it, is it easier to identify with a story like that? Is it like, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I want to see the thing that's happening in the present day. I don't know. What do you, what do you feel about present day? Stuff? Well, uh, for one thing, the show's been going on so long that the present day stories yeah. are potentially 60 or 70 years apart from one true, another. True. It's so, now historic. They're now historic. Yeah. <laughs> so like the present day story from the 60s are now kind of interesting as like, you know, like we're talking about looking at their nightclub and their um so there's that. I mean, with the newish who <laughs> whatever we end up calling <laughs> recent these, who, yeah. Mm-hmm. Middle who, the present day stories tend to involve the lives of the companions mm. 
as we discussed with this one. And I usually like that because though I don't want it to all be about that, I like kind of getting them to see on them on their home turf because we mainly it flips it, right? We get to see the companion more on their home, t- potentially, if, if that's the plot. Sometimes they're just in their time, but they're not necessarily we're meeting them especially in the classic coup. But it flips because the doctor is now the fish out of water, not the companion. Whereas the companion's yeah, not getting yeah. dropped like in an alien world. It's like, well, now now we're, I'm where I am. Weird things are happening, most likely. But I'm used to all this. And the doctor's kind of the one like picking up. Hmm. I, I feel like the doctor ends up being like Ariel and the Little Mermaid, like picking up a fork and be like, oh, do I brush my hair with this? Like they seem like very <laughs> fascinated. But, or actually like uh, in Harry Potter, how the wizards are all fascinated by how muggles like so you put food in the oven and cook it and you wait for it to heat up fascinating so i like i like that Hmm. i like seeing the first doctor out of that element a little bit i don't know i enjoyed him with this so i like that i think the thing that to me that it ends up bringing up more so in the well actually no in this one too is that it introduces stuff into the timeline that we are living in and you're like wait so Did that happen? But what other things like what things that I know did happen and then that also happened? Like (laughs) what was it with um the 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 young not the young, but the the kind of backbencher who ends up becoming prime minister. It's been so oh, long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Harriet, uh, Harriet, Harriet Jones. Yeah. Harriet Jones, where it's like, okay, so then there's this alien attack and there's this whole big historical moment where Harriet Jones becomes, becomes prime minister. And so it's like, so that did happen. But also, like, I don't know, Bill Clinton was elected. Like, <laughs> right. Just like, yeah. How does it all fit in there? That gets a little confusing. But again, I think the, the beauty of Doctor Who is it's, it's, fungible nature of all those things of like yeah you know i don't know both things happen happened, don't worry about it yeah, it's fine know, someone will explain it Stephen moffat will fix it later <laughs> yeah no so i think that's a really good point about it is a way to highlight the doctor's character because yeah he's on an alien planet uh you know with the bogons uh you know he's his behavior isn't necessarily weird you know uh, it's weird as seen through the companion's eyes maybe but um you know he's probably in the right or do whatever but yeah um uh, said in present day it can it allows us as the audience to contrast it more to be like oh okay that's that is unusual uh because uh, and i guess you need that a little bit because it, it does maybe you need to create a little bit of distance like i think some of the writers have said the doctor isn't you know you don't see the doctor's point of view you know when they novelize the doctor's stories they never wrote from the doctor's perspective he's supposed to be distant i think andrew cartmel one of the scriptures said he's like a mountain that you see through the mist like he's supposed to be sort of elusive and far away and distant and things like that uh and uh yeah if you spend too much time seeing the world through his eyes uh or, or at least you know seeing him in these very odd outlandish places where he's in control and seems like everything makes sense to him then maybe you lose that but then yeah when you suddenly drop him in the middle of you know, a toy store uh, on present day or they're playing, you know, football uh, or something like that, then it uh, highlights his his oddities uh, and, and yeah, maybe maybe makes the character more alien. So, yeah, that's interesting. And yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you know, and this is a challenge who's Doctor Who's coming up with now, which is at this point, how many alien invasions have actually happened uh, that everybody has seen? And so it's like so, you know, and it'll be interesting to see what they do in the 60th anniversary or other stories. It's like if the if, you know, they have another present day story story do they remember the daleks happening or are aliens still as mysterious to them and wait was boris johnson prime minister or not prime minister we've definitely established <laughs> obama was president remember he appeared in or you know they had the, him in the end of time right the you know they had the press conference. so like 
okay, so Obama's been president, but then also there was another guy who was president who the master killed uh, in uh, in in uh, in one of the in the, the Sound of Drums or whatever episode. So like uh, he was definitely not Obama. <laughs> you become what is the storyline? Whereas of course, if you could separate it with uh, you know this happened in the future, which is maybe why uh, maybe the unit approach is actually the good one, which is it's happening in a slight a future that you still recognize, right. but still slightly ahead of us uh, by about ten years, and maybe that makes it more 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 plausible. John. Yeah. Welcome to the end of the episode. Uh, how you hey, doing? Can I get it. you anything? Yeah, I'm just finished up my my probroni and my Pro-Groni. my water, and yeah, you know, I, I consume yeah. a lot of liquids. You know, people, you should drink a lot of liquids when you're watching or and or listening to. Uh, no, not the mind probe. It's dehydrating. It's dehydrating. A lot, a lot of people don't. Health. A lot of people don't know this, but the human body is 80 percent water. Mm-hmm. John's actually 81. <laughs> he pushes a little bit over that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, and you know, I got I got to watch out for my health. Uh, uh, you know, probers can probably tell I had a colonoscopy recently. So yeah, you know, that's you right. Probably see you can tell i did i think a lot of it, us, you yeah. you wear it well I but got a glow I got a little glow <laughs> uh john we are ranking yeah. the first 300 official doctor who television stories we have ranked 182 of them mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we must and uh we're gonna we're gonna rank these two so i'll go first do it uh the caretaker mm-hmm. i have uh for me this was good mm-hmm. a little bit higher than middle of the pack but not much higher for me okay i enjoyed seeing the dynamic between them but the plot and the villain or alien if you want to call it wasn't much so i have it around uh i believe it's number 70 so not Mm. not super low at all like but Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. uh right next to utopia the waters of mars some of those david Tennant specials i apparently put together at any rate uh, partners in crime midnight yeah so i have it in that area i think i'm hopeful for more of this i i like the addition of danny Mm-hmm. I think that's going to ground the Clara a bit Finally more. Finally getting some Clara story. Yep. And then we yeah. are seeing like, yeah, I feel like the Peter Capaldi, either I'm getting used to him or he's finding his feet. I don't know. I don't know which is which, but I feel like he, he's becoming more of like a defined, oh, this is how this doctor works. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. okay. I'm going to shock you. I'm going to put the war machines higher. Ooh. I just liked it. I just okay. it's like the, it's the kind of sci-fi I like. I liked Ben and Polly. I liked, uh, I thought Dota was, was good too in it. And it's not like a good plot, but I just sort of enjoyed this. It's, it reminds me though, that one is better done, but the Dalek invasion of earth, it just sort mm-hmm. of reminded me of this sort of weird, dumb sci-fi. It's 50s pulp sci-fi, right? Yeah. yeah. Robots, evil robots trying to take over the earth. And yeah. I just, I, I like, I love, like, I like that it's black and white. I like the first doctor in it. So anyway, uh, I didn't rank it like top 10 or anything. I ranked it 48, <laughs> but I just like, I know it's probably not maybe seen as one of the best, but I liked it. Uh, mm. And anyway, I have it right next to, I have it just above Talons of Wang Chiang <gasps> and uh, Snowman and just below Planet of the Dead, Doctor, Widow and the Wardrobe. But yeah, yeah. just kind of nearer to the top. Oh, I, I thought it was a really good, enjoyable first doctor story. You like you like you like fifties sci fi. You like hokey fun sci fi. Yeah, I, I, I like that. when I, they I see yeah that. yeah I get that. like the and I think it's like robot. The fifties <laughs> help like the fifties sort of the acting in those fifties sci fi movies are what I want. When we get into the sixties, I think the color like hurts actually to have yeah. it be in color <laughs> and then people get a little too mod and out there with their act. I think that this this works for me. I also want to say 
that apparently I'm looking into this and now thinking back on it, this makes sense to me given what I've seen of them. This is like the only story where we really just get to see Ben and Polly like the whole way. Most of the other ones have like missing parts, right? Or we're this seeing... is true. I'm looking through. I'm trying to find yeah. one that's not missing. We, and I'm not yeah, finding we'll, it. we'll see a lot of bits of them. But yeah, this is the only one with, I think, because they leave in the faceless yeah, ones. Because we get in basically we get into the beginning of the second doctor and that's where all the missing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So hey, I got right. I like Ben and Polly, and so I got to I get to you see. Got him. to see him. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, we're uh, well. Someone agreement on um on uh um the caretaker. Uh, I've got at number sixty eight. Uh, right around closing time into the Dalek. Um, right around closing time, which would make sense because it's a similar story, right? Doctor set in present day Earth. And uh, you know, fish out of water for him. Uh, I like the, I like the Clara. I like finally, as you say, I like that finally we've got a storyline for Clara that's sort of like, okay, she's, you know, how does she deal? She's a workaday. She's a modern woman in a workaday world, just trying to have it all. <laughs> and she's got this doctor uh, situation to deal with. Uh, and I like I that. I like I to think revisit that 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 nanny and thing with the kids, where clearly <laughs> the guy was really interested in her. Yeah, yeah. Seems to be a running theme with her, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so yes, I, I, um, uh, it's a solid story. I, I think it's funny. Um, I like. Um, I think it could be funnier. Uh, I, 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 maybe that would. It'd be nice if it, you know Peter Capaldi. I think is a very good comic actor. It could be funny. I don't. His little his irrational dislike of Danny. Does uh, the plot? You know, with the robot doesn't matters matters not at all. Uh, which is fine. It's good. It's a good character beat. Uh, War Machines. I've got lower than you. It's a solid episode. It doesn't, it, it could probably be shaved down to two parts if we needed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Not, if I had to recount what's going on, there's a lot of lengthy scenes of them building the robots and the robot. There's a lot of box smashing. Those robots <laughs> smash a lot of cardboard boxes. Uh, it's a little clunky and hokey, which is fun. They're fun. Um, I like Ben and Polly. They're great. Uh, um, you know, it's sad that Dodo is written out sad, yeah. uh, the way she is. There, you know, again, it is, there's just, it, for whatever reason, it's weird. It's just a weird story to me in the sense of like, it's just like, I don't part. This is not a Hartnell story. This is not where Hartnell is supposed to be. So maybe that throws me off a little. So I've got it 106 right around the Macro Terra, uh, Macro Terror. It is the colony in space. Similar to that, got, yeah. Yeah, that kind of vibe. And uh, you know, I should say, we should say uh, this is this is the last full story with Hartnell in it. Uh, you know, that we have all the all uh, four parts on on video. Uh, we'll get to the tenth planet, uh, I think. But this is uh, this is, this is you know he's leaving the show. Uh, the producers uh, are trying to push him out the door, and you know his health is starting to fail and stuff like that. But I think he's pretty solid in this very heroic and stands up to the to the war machine so uh yeah i give him a lot of credit uh for that but uh yeah number 106 for me so here we are sam well let's put him into the supercomputer <coughs> yeah. here boop, 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 and boop, boop. find that the caretaker uh, ends up at 61 uh, yeah, tied yeah. with partners in crime sure uh, i think i had it around that yeah then uh the war machines ends <laughs> up at 80 time with image of the fendal yeah, but what's that. interesting when i noted here is that so i ranked the war machine 48 you ranked at 106 mm-hmm. we have like six or seven others that are in the same thing that i rank in the 40s and you ranked it right around 100 planet of the dead the next doctor the macro terror amy's choice victory of the daleks hand of fear the war machines they're all we we have this apparently section of our rankings that you could cut and paste from mine and just drop 60 down <laughs> and yours. i don't know what's similar about that but the, the macro terror it is does feel samey to this one and yeah i similarly liked uh, the sci-fi 
like big crab monster um stuff like that they're good yeah that's yeah it's another 50s yeah, yeah. big sci-fi monster uh story set in a futuristic colony right which uh, with everybody wearing the same uniform yeah so a lot of parallels there Love it. Mm. Yeah. should we give the where, where we are in the who rankings oh, uh yes. so dr who magazine this. every time i always forget the who magazine rankings why i'm here uh, I'm trying to get a cross promotion with Doctor Who magazine. Uh, okay, so uh, where is uh, where is this? Uh, Caretaker comes in very low for Peter Capaldi. Interestingly, uh, 31 of 35. Uh, Whoa, so surprisingly low, actually. Has some fun moments. That's that's weird. Yeah, uh, lower than Robot of Sherwood. Lower than um, pretty much. Uh, there's a couple more. Actually, there's several more this season that sort of round out the bottom. So, but yes, definitely on the low side. The War Machine's pie for Hartnell comes in at number eight, uh, eight of twenty nine. So considered one of the one of the top Hartnells. I wonder partly if this is because it exists. Always a always a plus when trying to. Well, rank. like you said, it is different. Yeah, yeah. I think it's different. I think it, it definitely it feels like modern Who or more modern Who. So that may have also uh, that it's it's shifted a lot. So in in ninety eight it was number six, then it plunged to twelve, uh, and then it just crawled back uh, up to. Uh, to eight uh, from Tulsa got a got a big boost, but uh, yeah, so one of the one of the more fondly remembered Hartnells, which I so wouldn't, I wouldn't have said. One thing is interesting, and this is early mm-hmm. days here because we've just done. I think this is the sixth episode we said of yeah. Capaldi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is far and away your favorite doctor. So mm-hmm. <laughs> as of now, um, which is just funny. And then I say that, <laughs> and he's almost tied. For my favorite Doctor now. So as hmm. much as I'm like, I don't like these episodes so far. I think what it is is, and maybe there will be one coming, but we've not had a real stinker. So they've all been like, <clears throat> good, you know, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we haven't had, I forget what it was. The uh, There was a couple real low ones for the Ten- the tenth doctor that came along where it was like oh yeah fear her doctor. not a great so, one fear her uh, yeah 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 uh, yeah mm. I haven't had any of those mm. but yeah. I've, obviously there's a lot more to go of Capaldi but well, it's just funny because hat. I yeah. <laughs> I think um I think of a saying like a saying is sort of like oh we're a little bit underwhelmed not quite of as as strong of a start you know as Matt Smith but at the same time it's like but we're ranking these like pretty well, uh, you know, all things considered. Yeah. You can see our rankings on mm. mindprobe.show slash mm-hmm. rankings, mm-hmm. or you can just go to mindprobe.show and click just on do that. hypertext links. You can subscribe to us on, uh, check us out on YouTube. We should mention, hi, we're waving to the camera. Hi. We film these and, and they're on YouTube. You can subscribe to the podcast there. We'd if love you to see you our didn't. heads. You can see our this. floating heads and yeah. you can give yeah. us a like uh on there on on those videos subscribe like comment there are you can you can can comment comment, yes we could talk to you there if we We haven't answered any of your emails because i never check the email account oh well you should it's (laughs) porter at mindprobe.show john at mindprobe.show you can also subscribe to us on apple Podcasts and spotify and we'd love it if you gave us a rating and review yeah there john what are we going to talk about next episode probably we're going to talk I think finally we'll talk a little bit about the 60th anniversary uh, yes. episode. Yes, we'll uh, that won't be the that. main focus, but we'll right. we'll touch we'll on that. It. We'll bring in a new segment called Current Who. Yeah, a current will be like a current affair, but we'll call it a current Who. Uh, and then you and, know what? Uh, I'll be a real contemporary of your just hmm. a just a Who fan talking to another Who fan. Just, from the just, hip. You know, no more, no with, more remedial. With a huge gap missing in his <laughs> knowledge still because I haven't watched literally anything from Jody you'll, Whittaker. You'll be fine. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to the moon, Porter. To the moon. Ooh. So I've been doing a Ralph Kramer in there because, because spousal abuse Stop. is funny. That was funny. Spousal abuse is very Back funny. In the day. I don't think he ever hit Alice. I think he just threatened to hit her. 
which is that's right. okay. Which that's is fine. fine. Yeah, that's that's fine. okay. <laughs> that's just assault. That's just assault, not battery. Yes, uh, heading on the next story, uh, Peter Capaldi and uh, Clara uh, and Courtney, for whatever reason, they head to the moon. Uh, they visit the moon. No Danny? No Danny, uh, but uh, they head off and, uh, and they visit the moon uh, in a controversial story. This, you know, this, is, this is one that, that wrench who fandom asunder, uh, as they say. Uh, somewhat controversial story, Kill the Moon. Um, an interesting title. Uh, and since we've got a story set on the moon, again, another easy one to pair with. Uh, we're going uh, we're going to see some more Ben and Polly. Uh, the okay. second doctor, uh, Jamie, Ben and Polly uh, for uh, the moon base. Now, here's another complicated one. This is a four parter. Uh, two parts are missing, uh, but they have been animated. So when you use your contacts, however you get your, your whoever you sources you your who, you can get audio only versions of uh, of the episodes. But uh, I think you should be able to find the animations uh, okay. of two of them. Um, so uh, yeah, that's going to be the moon base. <clears throat> well, that's exciting. Yeah. I've always wanted to visit the moon, and I have a feeling like if I watch these episodes. It's supposed to be like virtual reality. Like I'll be, it'll be like I'm there. Be like there. Um, Should I watch be. these with an Apple Vision Pro? <laughs> yes, obviously. Oh, obviously. okay. All right. This is uh, going to be some fantastic 1960s BBC television depictions of walking on the moon and <laughs> what the moon is like. The physics of the moon are very impressive. Yeah, it's, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to knock your socks off. Oh, and the Cybermen. I didn't mention the Cybermen are in it. That's how exciting it is. I love the Cybermen. You've got a big Cybermen fan. Mindprobe.show.